Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, a big week ahead for the women's game with a couple of nations, the headline acts. Let's chat as we always do at this time to Alicia Carnavas. Evening, Alicia. Happy Valentine's Day. Did you get your big bunch of flowers? I did indeed. And to you guys as well. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. So all boxes ticked here. No problems. Excellent. Uh, that sounded as though you and I were a couple there, Broski, when she said to you both. But uh, anyway, uh, Alicia, it all kicks off on Thursday in Goss with the Cup of Nations with Australia against Czechia. Uh, these are as we've heard before, uh, pretty much hand-picked opponents to try and replicate what the Matildas might encounter at the World Cup. So uh, can we take it that Czechia are similar to Ireland, our first opponents? Yeah, I think if we're looking at it that way, for sure, I think that's where we're, the, I guess the direct comparison is with the European teams, align Spain probably with Canada and Jamaica with Nigeria. So I think that's, I guess, what Tony's looking for is to sort of Match matched up, match the Matildas rather up against teams that are similar and competitive, mm. to be fair and athletic, and really test us out in this last sort of hit out before the World Cup. So it's a bit of now or never, I think, um, for the Matildas. Um, how they track over the next week or so in this tournament is really, really important. Um, for me, they're probably the most resourced and high profile Matildas team in history. And I think arguably um, the most experienced on the international scale. So uh, if we don't start firing in this tournament, I think people have some questions. Yeah, with Absolutely. that comes expectations, Broski. Absolutely. Look, Spain are the toughest opponents on paper, but they've obviously got a whole heap of players missing. I mean, does that significantly weaken them or are they still strong enough, do you think? It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because the Spanish league and the Spanish um, team has grown probably the the one one of the biggest growth teams in European football in the last two years. But um look, a second tier Spanish team I'd expect the Matildas to to beat. Um that would be the expectation all round. I think that the Matildas would come out and be quite dominant in that match. But um yeah, it, it's an interesting one. If we're not beating a second tier Spanish team, I think again, we'll be scratching our heads, but it's going to be very interesting because I still think they're going to bring a lot of quality uh, to this tournament as well. So the tests and the pressure, I think, will be on for, for players to perform and, and stake their claims as well. Yep. The depth is uh, pretty uh, long from what I'm led to believe. And uh, from Matilda's point of view, Katrina Gori, I see, suggesting uh, that there's a fair bit of competitive tension on the training ground. So this is all getting real ahead of the Women's World Cup. Uh, talking to the Matildas, Alicia, good to see Lydia Williams get her first start for Brighton in the FA Women's Super League, although it wasn't a particularly happy debut. Yeah, tough game against Villa, wasn't it? It um, sort of was a disappointment, I think, for Lydia. I think she'll be disappointed defensively as well and perhaps um, reflecting on that as goalkeepers do, their involvement or, I guess, direction when it comes to defence. And sometimes we see this 
cohesion between goalkeepers coming into sides and and the defence being responsive to new keepers in behind them with the communication. So I think it's great Lydia's back um, in a team where she's starting and getting those minutes up, which I think is really, really important for a lot of our Matildas at the moment. There's a lot that aren't getting minutes um, as we would like. But um, hopefully next week, tough, tougher gig, I think, with Arsenal. But um, hopefully she can find her feet uh, coming through in the next game and, of course, here in Australia as well. And Sam Kerr just banged in another lazy four goals past <laughs> her. Uh, Matilda's teammate Mackenzie Arnold in Chelsea's 7-0 uh, winning the League Cup. Yet somehow she hasn't made it onto the podium for the FIFA Best Award. Incredible. It's rough, isn't it? It's a really, really tough one. And um, I guess the conversation in and around the game is uh do people or is there consideration with the national teams as well? How are we weighted uh, against the Spains and the Englands um, by comparison that then carries Sam through to, to the podium, as you said, Broski. So, look, I think if she can come through this tournament and start to build some momentum as well uh, with the Matildas, with her own performance, if she can bring that goal-scoring ability, which she always does, um, into this tournament this week, I think that's going to be fantastic for the team, but hopefully... Sammy as well. Well, a little bit of transparency here. I'm actually one of those people who vote in the FIFA Best Awards. I have, yeah. a, I have a media vote. <laughs> yeah. I had Sam in my top three, um, but obviously not enough. Uh, to, I don't know. They got in touch with me and said, do you want to be a representative to vote in it? So I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, I've done it for the last two or three years. But, yeah, I had Sam in, in my top three, but uh, clearly a lot of – other people didn't around the world uh, for some reason. Um, Alicia, yeah. let's um, move on to the A-League women's. Uh, the top of the table clash between Western United and Melbourne City was a predictably tight affair. Uh, good response from Western after that shock loss to the Jets. Was that the right result in the end for you? Yeah, I think so. And I, I would love to see um, United carry on this fairy tale. They're top of the table at the moment. And I think they needed to bounce back from that loss, absolutely. And I think um, the confidence that they will take from a match like this um, is going to be really, really important now in these latter stages of the competition. But a lot of the players did come out and and express their, their determination to win and to, to get back on top in terms of the mental aspect of their game as well. So I think that was important for them and see how they continue in this league. And Sydney, uh, they suffered a shock loss to Canberra United away down in Canberra. They do, they're six points off, off Western United. They do still have two games in hand. Does that rule them out of the premiership race, do you think, or, or do they still have a chance? Look, I think that rules them out of that minor premiership for sure. Uh, Sydney, I think they're just that little bit too far now in terms of the points. If if Western, as I expect them, continue um, in, in their winning ways, I think Sydney will just be that little bit too far out. So I think where they sit is probably where they'll finish. Maybe they'll creep up a place, but I think as we're seeing that top four, I expect it to finish very, very similar. Okay, Alicia, just uh, one more before we finish tonight. Uh, the Canadian women's team have announced that they're going to play their fixture that was scheduled against uh, the USA, but it, it appears to most people that they're going to play under duress. Uh, what's going on with the Olympic gold medalists? If you can sum all that up in about 60 seconds, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's extraordinary, isn't it, what's happening over there? Um, as I understand it and as we read about it, uh, more comes to light. Basically, the players are saying, well, we haven't been paid for 12 months, right? No. Uh, we're, we're playing football. We're representing our country. We've got contracts in place. But 
um, Jerry Maguire, show me the money, basically, yeah. is, is where we're at, um, which is disappointing um, at the end of the day for anyone in a professional environment. You expect to be paid when you go to work. Very, very simple stuff. Um, and under duress, we have top teams like Olympic gold medalists sort of wanting to boycott a game against another fantastic team in the US. So in, in a World Cup year, um, not great. And I hope their federation resolve at ASAP. Yeah, growing pains for the women's game. But I'll tell you what, Spain in difficulty and Canada in difficulty. It's opening up for the Matildas <laughs> for the Women's World Cup. Hey, Alicia, thanks uh, so much. We'll speak to you again next week. See you, Alicia. Fabulous. Thanks, guys. Cheers.